week's voice party is brought to you by IOPvideo.com. We're all stuck inside and content is king right now. So if you want to create some content, have some video shot, advertise your small business, start a podcast, whatever, check out IOPvideo.com. We do it all and we will do it all for you. IOPvideo.com. We make things look pretty. Jadles, is that you? Hey, hey. What's oh, up, motherfuckers? Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. Uh, my phone's already down to 40% with me sending screenshots and trying to walk Gasper through how to open a link in our group chat. Oh, he's still not on? No, I, it's, it's like, it's kind of like teaching the caveman how to make fire. <laughs> Damn, you gotta burn down the whole forest just to show him. Yeah, evidently. What's even scarier is he may not have the proper sticks to do it. It's even harder. <laughs> he's got that. He's doing, he's, doing, he's doing research for an episode that he wants to do, and he's not working. <laughs> he has all the time in the world, and he still doesn't have it all. It's been, it's been a week since last since the last time we tried this, and he hasn't even bothered to try to troubleshoot the issue. Figure out what the problem is. I mean, I know he's so busy with everything. Go wait a minute. No, he's not. We're all stuck at home. He's got a <laughs> daughter to tend to. There's that. That's a good excuse. Uh huh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. What are you guys up to? Oh, how's it? How's it? How's it, how's it been? How are you guys? Uh. Are you guys ready for another uh, couple months of this shit? Sure, better not be another couple months. Although, although I was hearing that, uh, you know, the Democrats trying to give everybody free money. Uh, yeah. They're they're trying to pass a thing where essential workers can get like twenty thousand that they can use towards student loans. And I'm like, well, oh. shit, I would pay off my student loans. I let's go. What can I do? Give me the money. Yeah, I didn't know about that. But it was that, that I mean, thing that's what they're trying to do. The Dems are just trying to give people free money. I think they're just trying to win. The like, where is this money coming from? And the Dems are like, don't worry about it. Just, just. It, I mean, it's coming from our taxes. So it's. My, my, not taxed enough. My, my big, my big thing is, um, like, my, my big irritant here is that, like, the, um, you know, when they were talking about what to do and, and you know, that it's, it's, you know, majority run conservatives up there, you know, the Dems are a minority in the, in the you know, as they should be in, in the, in the, in the, in Congress. And my thing is, is like, I, why are conservatives loves to go on about the free market, right? Right. The free market and the rest of the business to do business and not, not taxing the businesses because of the job creation. But my whole thing is when you author a bill that takes our tax dollars and gives them to major corporations to save their bacon, bacon during this time, that proves that everything you've ever said about the importance of the free market is BS. Because once you start aiding the corporation, the market's no longer free because according to free market economics, and, and you know what I mean, you would let the businesses crash and then you would let businesses rise from the ashes. Am I wrong? You know what I mean? Like, 
we've had clothing line designers uh, come through on our podcast. It's like, why should Nike get bailed out? Let's let left left hand, right hand, barehanded, man. Like time for them to rise up. So well, you also, also got to realize companies like Nike and Amazon and stuff, they employ like millions of people. So I understand that, but I'm saying, imagine how much opportunity there would be to start new businesses and to build legitimate comp like they like i said they love to talk about the free market and how they'll just let the market be and no regulation no government interference to conservatives but let one of those businesses get in trouble then the free market logic the rules go out the window if you're not going to stick to the rules of your philosophy then i don't respect it and all that money should be going common man so we can build our own businesses so we can rise up you know what i mean like oh my tax dollars go to nike my 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 paycheck goes to nike sometimes you know what i mean like <laughs> get some shoes I, so that's my whole thing is like let's get these and you're gonna ignore the mom and pops and they're gonna get you know what i mean it's like it's ridiculous it's ridiculous i um i don't believe almost anything that fucking politicians say, man. So when it comes to like, as far as being a letdown, like, I mean, it's just business, it's politics as usual. Like, right. I feel like, especially with, with those with those fucking, uh, um, you know, like the way the house is so divided and how, how, how power hungry they are. It almost like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time believing anything they fucking you know the reasons they, they're saying a lot, i just feel a lot of times certain things it's 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 seen as help but it doesn't have good intentions behind it you know what i'm saying like like when they build out all those businesses in, in the when that big recession hit when all that the crashes uh the, the houses uh everyone's losing their houses and, and, and you know they build out fucking businesses instead of like, wi-fi there's like no wi-fi what happened? Are you guys are you guys still on? Yeah, yeah. I'm right here. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, what happened? So, someone lost their Wi-Fi? Hello? I'm still here. Oh, okay. Bill's still here. You're still here, so. Yeah. I don't think Gasper's going to join. Uh, like I said, it's like trying to teach a caveman how to make fire. Yeah. What's what's up? Did he? He had a whole week to figure out what the problem was, and waited until right before we were about to start recording to start trying to troubleshoot stuff. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I I messaged him because I thought he would be hopping on, but you know, I don't. I I don't know if he's if he's not going to put in the effort. If he's not going to make any attempt to to sort his shit out. Oh well. Honestly, I don't think his phone. I don't think his phone works anyway. You know, yeah, I don't think it. Phone. He got like an ancient phone. To, I think there's a crank on it, and I think it's still using dial-up. Uh, I don't think there's any any amount of troubleshooting that'll save it. Yeah, his phone he probably he still broke. has the handling. I broke it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. you know, it's <laughs> it's it's not the. I don't know. It, it, if it wasn't the phone, he. Never mind. It's, it's, I, no, if it was the phone, it'd be something else. Because, yeah, you know, like, it, it, took, it took him being able to be like, wait, I don't have to read. I can record from home before he finally came back to the show. I was like, this guy's making a huge comeback since we're going to be recording from home. 
Right. <laughs> well, once it started feeling like a job, he was like, oh, I got to I gotta go somewhere and stay there for eight hours. I can't do that. I'm going to have to stay out, guys. Hey, uh, quick question. Have you guys, are you guys, uh, I know you mentioned, you mentioned you finished Tiger King. Joaquin. Yeah. How, how, how did you like it, man? I mean, are we are we gonna do the episode on Tiger King? I mean, I, mean, I, don't, do really follow, I mean, I don't think we have to follow a format. We're just recording, you know. Like, I, and we can just talk about whatever. Yeah. I mean, people are. Definitely I know, but in the interest of beggars, can't in, be in the, go for it. I know, but in the interest of being organized and never running out and being focused, like if we're not, you know, we should we should probably try to knock out what we're definitely gonna. Knockout because Phil's phone's on forty percent. That's okay. I plugged it into the wall. I think. I think is. I mean, I, I like. I like this spontane spontaneity. I mean, if we, we we talked about the ones we're really gonna, you know, the ones we're really gonna re- re- review with the wrestling stuff, which we can do. But I, I, I like the. You know, I mean, it's a conversation. It's not. I, I don't want to. You know, it's like. A, I don't know. I just want it to feel like a. Because it's something. It's something we watch, and that's usually what we talk about. That's true. That's true. Did we did we want to do the toy collecting episode tonight? We didn't really set something. That's why I was just throwing ideas out there too. Yeah, That's I don't Gasper wanted to do that one, but let's be honest, getting Gasper to contribute is going to be like teeth over the phone. I think I think I, I, I think he's 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 because he said he has an old phone, so I know that's going to be an issue, but uh, I think well, I'm lo- I'm looking at the picture that he sent. This episode is basically going to be about trying to help Gasper get on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want to. We've done a lot of these um, Gasper needs help episodes, so let's. That's what I'm saying. Let's talk about. You know, I I, I didn't. I don't know. It's just like, what are we doing? Because we didn't really talk about. Uh, yeah, we did. I'm, I'm just, oh wait, this is the last day we have to record if we're going to make our deadline. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, we have been discussing potential topics. You know, all since this cope since the shutdown started. So it's not like we, it's not like we were totally clueless. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I'm yeah, free flowing the, you know, like because I know you talked about it, and I'm curious to know what you think about it because it's it's fucking everywhere right now. Everybody's talking about fucking Tiger King and shit. Well, I don't want to spoil it for Phil because I think Phil, Phil, you said you hadn't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Phil hates spoilers. Uh, That's the thing. Well, yeah, no, I did. I do. Okay, never mind. We can wait on that, I guess. Yeah, I know. Was it? Uh, did y'all hear the drive-in is open now? Yeah, I hear about that. Yeah. So was it Saturday? Me and the family, we're gonna go to the drive-in, and uh, the ladies are gonna see some some fucking Disney movies, and then the men, we're gonna go see wait, wait, uh, the Hunt and the, the Invisible Man. So wait, that's available. You're gonna see the Hunt. Yeah, because it's, it's a double feature, so they're playing The Hunt and The Invisible Man. So the men are going to go see the scary movies, and then the women are going to go see the bitch movies. Jesus so, Christ. I'm, I'm, Disney's for everyone, man. Come it, on. Is it, though? It is. There's some really creepy shit in Disney. Disney, I, I, this is the way I feel about the Disney Channel and then like the Nickelodeon Channel growing up, is that Disney was there to teach kids empathy. You know, what I mean, like if 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 you had a parent that just lets you watch cable and didn't bother raising you, which you know some there's some latchkey kids out there like that, 
Nickelodeon taught you the humor, the rambunctiousness. It gave you, you know what I mean? It gave you a bit of an edge. But but Disney gave you like that, that, you know, Disney's the one that teaches kids how to cry. Like, oh, Bambi got, Bambi's mom got shot. And Bambi was only like seven when it happened. That's kind of messed up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Disney teaches you how to regulate you. So I've always had this theory, like, you know, kids that were exposed to both and didn't have adult guidance growing up tend to be pretty well balanced with that whole like you know i'm a prankster but i know how to grieve at my mom's funeral type you know what i mean (laughs) you know it's like i've seen both that's that's true that's uh like with the lion king you know Uh, it's like a lot of these movies force kids to cry (laughs) or or it it it, not forced it definitely brings up the conversation of mortality in an early age and um and and not just immortality and many other things like pinocchio like being different you know, all these mm-hmm. little things you can you can pick up from watching a, a Disney movie. Uh, um, uh, it's some creepy shit too. <laughs> it, it, oh yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, if it, it wouldn't be creep, it wouldn't be creepy. It it wouldn't be Disney if there wasn't some creepy yeah, floating like, under the. Like I, I like you know I mean this is already old news, but the the whole thing about um like some of the some of the classic some of the classic. Uh, um, Disney stories that they got, you know, from like the Brothers Grimm, uh, like the origins, like in the yeah, those stories were actually really grim. Yeah. Like they were like the, the most Beauty, of those. Sleeping Beauty had that. Uh, was it Sleeping Beauty? Uh, the one where he finds her, I think Snow White, where he finds her in the in the woods and he rapes her dead body. Remember, <laughs> like the, the yeah. The you, well, well, no, no, Snow White wasn't dead. She was she was in a coma. Well, but he still raped her. Yeah, because she was not conscious. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing about the original fairy tales, the Grimm's fairy tales, is they were fairy tales were either designed to scare children into not doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, like talking to strangers is a big theme here because you get the Hansel and Gretel story where they almost get eaten by the witch and, or, or they're meant to simply just entertain and horrify people. So Disney took Disney, Walt, the old man, as I call him sometimes had a habit of taking folktales and, um, fairy tales and sanitizing them as much as he could right. for the consumption of families and children. And even with like, there, there is a, a <clears throat> fairly decent film called saving Mr. Banks that explores this thing. And it's produced by a subsidiary studio of Disney. So they couldn't go all the way with it, but it, it stars, um, uh, uh Tom Hanks as Walt oh, Disney. Oh yeah. It's, um, uh, with- and it's about that author, uh, P.L. Travers, the one that created Mary right. Poppins. Yeah, I didn't see that yet. Right. So I I read that the film actually glosses over um, a lot of stuff to make. Basically, the film makes the argument without me giving, you know, because this is, it's, it's, it's a historical thing. It's not like they just made this. But basically, the film makes the argument that P.L. Travers was just this, uh, a grouchy old has been writer that Disney had to court and beg to just let him take her dream and make it into a reality and, you know, show her the magic of Disney with her original work mm-hmm. and look how wonderful this is. But the real life PL Travers, Walt Disney situation wasn't so clean cut. 
And even the film, like, you can kind of tell that it, you know, you're like, wait a minute, this person wouldn't react this way in real life. But but in real life, um, she was desperate. Um, she Her sales for her children's books were low, and Walt Disney had been trying for years to get the rights to do a Mary Poppins story. And then he wooed her into doing it, and then she signed her rights over, and then... She had said, you know, no cartoons, no musical. I hate the I hate when you put music into your stuff, and I don't want any a, any animation in it at all. And Walt and you know Mary Poppins is famous because it is one of the early examples of animated characters and live action actors, you know, sort of being on screen together, you know. And it was kind of revolutionary at the time, and so, but at the same time, she hated that. You know, she's furious when they came out with a product. Like in Mary Poppins, the, the original uh, children's books, um, the the Banks family are like lower class. You know what I mean? Like they're not, in the movie, they're upper class. You know, they're like rich, wealthy. The mom is a suffragette. But in the books, the idea is, I think, I, think, uh, I know in real life, her father, because the Banks family is loosely based on hers, the father had like was sick or ill or something. And so in the book, the idea was the father was sick or ill and they needed, that's why they needed a nanny. And it wasn't all sugar plums and yeah. And it wasn't all like sugar plums and fairy dust either. She was kind of strict on them, on the kids. It was, it was a different kind of a story. It was still beloved by who read it. Like I know a lot of those stories. Yeah. They're not lovey-dovey. They're like cautionary tales. Yeah, but I mean, you know, P.L. Travers, it was a children's book, though. You know, it's still a modern children's book, but it's just Disney decided to change the details for whatever reason. Like, I don't know why they decided to switch them from being a poor family to an upper class, you know, uh, uh, family in Britain. There's a bunch of stuff that they had changed around that P.L. Travers did not like. Um, but that's just what Disney do- That's what Disney did when he was alive. You know, he'd take over, take over a property, get the rights to this thing, and then do what he wanted. I I enjoy like a lot of the Disney films, but and not just because of nostalgia. When I was a good. kid, they, they they stand the test of time. Yeah, no, these are classics of animation. Yeah. Like like Snow White was the first animated feature film to win an Oscar. Yeah. Um, because no one had seen anything like it at that time. That was the first Disney movie, and. That was that was Walt's first had, feature film. He had done a bunch of shorts yeah, a bunch before of those, then, uh, but that was his shorts, first right? feature film. Yeah, yeah. But you know, with Shady, there was another guy that was doing short animation around the same time as I think it's like uh, I can't remember the the animator's name, but there's there's actually a video game called Bindi, Bindi and the Ink Machine that's based on this guy, um, and. It's been said that Walt had uh, taken a, some techniques and they had worked together, I guess, when Walt started out and then they, they separated. And Walt took some techniques and some story ideas from the other guy. And I think Mickey Mouse has kind of ripped mm-hmm. off the other guy. Yeah. Um, so Mickey Mouse wasn't even his original creation. And the other guy, um, you know, eventually his studio ended up getting buried. 
like there's a lot of stuff that like his studio had done first but then walt was coming out and taking credit for it we were the first to do this but the thing is is walt had a better relationship with the press than the other animator and i wish i could remember his name i want to say fleischman but i think that's incorrect you know i think that's incorrect um I was reading something about how shady Walt Disney was. <laughs> oh, he was and super racist. shady, dude. Like, he was crooked. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, <sighs> I don't want to change the subject too much real quick, but I just want to I want to talk to you about something. Because I just, I, I haven't, I don't really follow news that much. I mean, I do, but I mm-hmm. just kind of, there's, there's something going on that, that had caught my attention a lot. That, that dude in, uh, that guy in, um, that got murdered. By those two guys, the Georgia runner. That's fucked up. I saw the video, man. Jesus Christ. I mean, cops really hate black people. I don't know what to say. They're not even cops. That guy wasn't even a. That guy was like. I think they came out said he was an ex cop, right? But like, he he, he was retired. It's it's fucked. Or inactive. Not even not on duty. Not even employed. Straight up execution. Yeah, it's murder. And, and, it's and murder. The thing is, when you look at like all the white protesters yelling at cops and screaming in their faces and throwing stuff at them, and the cops are just like, "Oh, you silly white people! <laughs> you so unthreatening white people!" Let's all go get it. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think it speaks volumes when you know the Black Panther Party would just walk around holding guns brazenly, and the cops are trying to kill all of them. But then you got these crazy folk running around in their army camo Straight and fatigues, wannabe soldiers yeah, rushing up, rifles. you know, rushing up to their local government's offices and just like, we demand the right to be stupid. And it's like, and no one's doing it. They're basically, it's dang near an assault on these government institutions and no one bats an eye. But an unarmed black man running through Georgia gets capped in the back by two people, no less. And you know they're going to walk. You know they're going to walk. They're going to be on some BS like, we thought he was up to no good. I mean, he was in a hoodie and he was running. Well, we have to run. Fucking Georgia, man. Maybe he liked the jog. (laughs) Yeah, that's he's on the jog and... This what's baffling about this is this shit happened in February, and it's just now kind of getting you know. I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but it happens so often. It's kind of like school That's shootings. True. It's hard to keep up with all yeah. of them, and then eventually you just get desensitized right. to it. And especially we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic, so we stop looking yeah. at all this other shit. That's that's that kind of just you know like. <laughs> for a long time that, that that that's another thing that makes me trip off of like n- don't get me wrong i'm not minimizing the, the pandemic but there's a lot of shit that we probably missed <laughs> uh, because of that you know like and it's scary to think of what what others not in in obviously like this but what other things happened while we were too busy distracted looking at the pandemic you know like what if there was there something that you know because sometimes the certain things get passed like you know laws uh you know certain things get passed right under her nose in the middle of a huge distraction yeah um but yeah no i just i just wanted to ask because i know i know i think i saw joaquin you posted something about yeah. it and um 
And I, you know, cause I mean, this is the kind of thing where like, you know, when like the Oscar grant thing happens, it's like, Oh my God, when the I can't breathe guy happens, yeah. it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. But then after like, after like two or 300, it's kind of, you know, you, you kind of get used to it, sadly. Yeah, and, and it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, I I remember when Oscar died, I was, I was on the front lines, man. I was a was a cub reporter for the Oakland Post, and I was, was writing articles about it, and I was um, marching right along with every. I met like. You know what I mean? Not to detract from what, what was going on. I didn't think about it at the time, but like all of Oakland, all the Bay Area seemed like they had come out to march. Everybody was everybody was out there. Like I ran into you, you guys remember the show Hanging yeah. Mr. Cooper? I ran into Mr. Oh, yeah. Cooper, took a picture. Uh, not with him, but just I took a picture of him in the crowd. I don't think I have that camera anymore. And but you know, I took a picture of him. Um, holding up a Justice for Oscar Grant sign, and I was like, "Wow, this dude was like a part of my childhood." And he's yeah, Mark out Curry, here he fighting just like I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, no, that's yeah, no, it's it, 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 it sad, man, because like, you know, I, I, I always, I always know how, how quick things can go bad with with a when it, when a gun's involved, like you know. It, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it sucks, but like, man, it, I, I would be scared to even argue with a cop who has a gun in my face. Like, I, I can't imagine. Cause you know, that that's, oof. but, but the, the point is, yeah, like it, it's, we, we see so much of it, it and it is, it is crazy. Cause like when I first heard about, when I first heard about, uh, um, that a guy got killed while jogging my first thought was like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like, like exactly like you said, we're just so desensitized by now. It's just like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, another one. That's exactly what I thought. But then I was like, I saw a lot of, and, I saw a lot of things, uh, you know, being said about it. So I, I, I actually watched the video. I didn't know the video was available. I just heard that some guy was murdered, you know, and not that I was, I wasn't being, you know, that was accurate or anything. I just, based on what I've, I know and what I've seen, you know, I don't want to, you know, I know there's always two sides to shooting, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. you know, so that's why I just kind of didn't pay attention to it when I heard shooting, but then I saw how it went down on the video. Like the dude's literally jogging and there's two dudes. One, one guy is in the back of the pickup and he's like shooting at it. Like he's fucking like he's a cow or something, you know, <laughs> like literally like he's hunting and it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is 2020 dude. <laughs> like, come on. And it's not, and it's you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just it, it, it really bummed me out, it bummed me out to see that shit, dude. Um, and I just wanted to hear your opinion on it because, uh, it's man, like, <clears throat> I, I don't, like, I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot more that have happened in the year so far. No, um, I'm, I'm, oh, oh, morning. In other news, <laughs> who's, who's still with me? Yeah. Who's still with me? Yeah, I can't, I'm, I, it says he's oh, still okay. in there. I just wanted to hear. No, I just finished watching. Uh, I just finished watching this show, uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Man, that is a great fucking show, dude. I don't know if I don't know if yeah. you've heard about it, or I don't know what you know about it. 
Uh, I said I've heard of yeah, it, but I've I heard about it, it, man. I watched it in like it, in a week or two weeks. That's a great fucking show. I, I the reason I I got into it was because I had just watched the something on Lucky Luciano, the the mobster, and um, the, I you know I I didn't know too much about. It. I just thought it was like some bullshit prohibition show, you know, whatever, just some whatever kind of show, and then. Steve Buscemi is fucking good, man. Like that guy, I, all I know him for is is Adam Sandler movies and fucking uh, Reservoir Dogs, which he's great. But you know, I I just didn't I didn't know him for for anything else other than that, uh, unfortunately, you know. But that guy's a great fucking actor, man. And and he he looks like the thing I like about it is he's so well cast. He looks like he's somebody from that era, like he he looks like he's from the nineteen twenties. Um, I fucking highly recommend it if you guys like that Prohibition era. I know I talked about it last time, but I just finished watching it, and it's a good. It's I I, I saw it for season one. He went up against the Golden Globes for best leading role against the guy who plays Dexter, against uh, Brian Crashen in, in Walking uh, Breaking Bad. Um, damn, it was like a, a the guy from House. Uh, I forgot what other all good shows like all shows that have stood the test of time and he beat them all out and that's one of the things that made me want to watch it and he is fucking good man and i i, I just i kind of discovered a lot of his stuff by watching that and i, I know he has a movie out on netflix right now the the death of uh, joseph stalin and i i oh that's I, hilarious I, I didn't finish i started watching it real late and i, I ended up falling asleep because i was super tired but I hmm. is it? I don't know. It was a comedy. I'm glad you told me because I thought it was like a serious drama. But if it's hilarious, then I'm... oh no, no, no! I saw that no in way. theaters when it came out. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that's something that definitely I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna check out. Um, you, we were talking about the Disney earlier. You know, one thing I regret when I went to Disneyland that I didn't do. They have this. Uh, have you been to Disneyland? Uh, yeah, I Never. went to Disney. The last time I went to Disney, I've gone to Disneyland twice. Uh, once when my mom divorced my dad. And then uh, the second time was when me and my friend Carlos were celebrating our 10 year friendship anniversary. Oh. We took a trip to Disneyland together. It was actually very sweet That's and romantic. Cute. That's the cutest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but that was 2013. So that was the last time um, I had okay. gone. Yeah. Okay, so I went two, three years ago for the first time ever, uh-huh. and I kind of just breezed through the park. I I regret it because I spent most. I think I rode the. Uh, I think I told you that's already. I rode the uh, um, Indiana Jones ride about five times. Hey, I was gonna say Indiana Jones, and then that Cars ride are like the two best things. The in cars the whole ride park. in the in the California Adventure. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers. Uh, it might be. I just went to to Disneyland. Okay, see, because I know when when we went, we got like the park hopper, so we went to those uh, parks. Yeah, no, it was adorable because it was like right when uh, Taco Bell had rolled out the Doritos Locos yeah, Tacos. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Like, like you know, we got there like right when the park is about to open. There's a big crowd of people. And then they open the rope and everybody runs in like it's fucking Black Friday at Best Buy or some shit. Right? And we stayed all day until the park closed. And so we go to uh, we go to Taco Bell for dinner afterwards because it's fucking cheap. Disney food's expensive. And like 
there's hella chicks there eating Taco Bell, and you can tell they're Disney princesses because their hair is immaculate and their makeup is fantastic, but they're all just wearing like hoodies and sweatpants because they got to leave the dresses at the park. And so me and my buddy were just staring at him like, all right, which one do you think is Snow White? Which one do you think is Snow White? <laughs> and you know what's funny about that? Like it, I There's this uh, radio show I listened to called This American Life, and they did a special on Disneyland. And the history, of, they well, you know, they just sort of, it's part of a series they did, they were doing called American Masters. And in the Disneyland episode, you know, they sort of broke it up into sections. They did one where they talked about the animatronics and the rules behind, you know, how they're, they're assembled and, and the kind of image that Disney presents. And then later on, they near the end of the program, they got to interview the people who are the actors who are playing the various characters. And it sounded a little cult-like because the actors and actresses that work in the park explained that when they talk about their work, they're required to, it's not referred to as, I played Mickey Mouse or I played wait, wait, wait. Daisy Duck. It's, oh, I helped. talk about huh? when they're wearing the, the suit? Yeah, well, yeah, all of them, all the actors, call, all the they, people playing the characters. It's crazy. They call they, you know, like a cast, a cast member. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, but and, well, here's the thing, though. They, what I was going to say that sounded kind of cult-like is the person they interviewed said that when they talk about it, the official company line is, you don't say, mm. I played Mickey Mouse. You don't say, I played Daisy Duck. Yeah. You don't say, I played Snow White. You say, I helped Daisy oh, Duck. Yeah. I helped Mickey Mouse. And I was like, that is a strange. So, it's almost as if you're being brainwashed to believe yeah. these characters it's, are it's, real it's, somehow. I don't, know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have seen, but on YouTube, years ago, they're still up, but years ago, uh, there's a guy named Woozy, and he threw up a couple of videos, Confessions of a Disney Employee, because he used to work yeah. at Disneyland. And he was sharing like all these stories about what it was like working there. It's some good shit. You should check it out. I, I think I heard of that. Uh, where he talked about, I think he, I don't know if this is the same guy you're talking about, but in one of them, they asked him, they, they wanted to pay him to stop talking about it. Is that- I think because so, he put out the first one and it like went viral. And then he did a second one with more stories. And I think in the second one, he mentioned how like he was starting to get some pushback. If I remember, it's, it's been like, like yeah. eight years. Now he's so now he disappeared. No one, no one's heard of him. Because, <laughs> they are mouse yeah, his fucking mouse. You know, it's it's uh one of the I like when I went, I I kind of regretted not spending more time in the little museums where they have all this, you know, Walt Walt Disney, um, like about his childhood and how the I I forgot. I don't know if you remember. There's like a it's like a museum and you walk in and they're playing no no in no, san no. francisco in right they have this a bunch of stuff there uh, yeah and, and and oh it's where they have the abraham lincoln statue the, the animatronic yeah yeah they have a bunch of yeah stuff yeah okay you know, how how it started and and you know i one of the things i i really enjoy about about like the whole disney folklore is uh like this, I know we talked about the the, the one of our creepy pastas, 
the creepypasta about Disneyland, about the abandoned Disneyland thing that didn't get made. And then there's another one about the 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 mouse, this this like really creepy old black and white this uh Mickey Mouse thing where some guy watched it and he committed suicide because it's something that it, it was created. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Uh, I don't I'll, think I'll, I have. It's interesting. It's just, it, it, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a lot of cool no. stuff that comes out of the Disney. Cause you know, it, there's a lot of creepy undertones in the, in the, in the, in the movies. One, one thing that's cool is just kind of like the history of everything. Like there's a, there's a YouTube channel I subscribe to called defunct land where they just go over like, you know, abandoned attractions and, all the different revisions that have happened to the rides. So they've done like the original Snow White ride at Disneyland, which was like scary as fuck, evidently. And like all this shit that's not around anymore. Like there used to be like an adult ride at Disneyland called uh, uh, Alien Enco- or Alien Encounter, ex- you know, something like that, where it's like an extraterrestrial thing where like you go through like this whole thing and there's a research lab and they're experimenting with teleportation and an alien shows up and attacks people. And yes, when they were like trying to like have more rides geared for like older audiences and apparently it was scary as fuck. And so it wasn't around for very long. And then they turned it into the Lilo and stitch ride and ruined it. But, uh, so seeing stuff like that, seeing just like the history of rides and how they've changed over the years, especially at Disneyland is like fascinating because there's sometimes remnants like the older versions of stuff there like when me and uh when me and my friend carlos went there for our anniversary you know we went on pirates because you got to go on pirates and i'll be honest i was a little disappointed because it's it you know they've rethemed it to match the movies yeah. with johnny depp and so it's not like the classic pirates it's like this watered down politically correct version like there's no more wenches there's no more prostitutes they're not selling women anymore and it's like, well, Wait, why even bother? Know that. Yeah, so like in the like in the older Pirates of the Caribbean, like there was wenches and there was whores, and like there. I don't, but they didn't call them whores. You know what they were? They called them wenches. It was implied that they were whores. Yeah. Like the adults knew yeah. what they were talking they were, about, they were like, but the kiddos didn't. Right, but they were like auctioning off women and stuff like that. Because they, they there was a storyline where they had kidnapped the governor's daughter in the ride, right? Yeah, and that was the deal. I believe. So. Um, I'm looking. And they the were selling now. the Holy the woman shit. that they caught. It's uh, uh they're right? tied up. Yeah, in ropes and it says auction, right. auction, take a winch for a bride. Yep. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and 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 now it's just kind of like pc and sanitized yeah. and it's true not the as pirate, enjoyable too. the pirates were fucking not cute and fucking yeah no i mean you know i get it's a movie yeah because now the whole now the whole storyline is you know captain jack is on the run and the town is like helping him hide out and it's you like know, oh, fuck I, it's I, I i i enjoyed that ride uh and you know what it, what what was interesting is I didn't know. I didn't know about. There's a lot of things I didn't oh, know about Disneyland yeah. until after I went to uh-huh. Disneyland, and one of them was that 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 uh, the skull and the Pirates of the Caribbean is supposedly from a real human skull. That's yeah. That's one of those things. Yeah, it's a real skull. To, so I, I had eaten one of those the turkey legs. I had just eaten one of those, and uh, my hands were super greasy. So mm-hmm. when I got in uh, 
and uh it's it's a wonderful what is it it's it's a it's a small world after all um i yeah. got in that ride and and i i had super sticky greasy turkey uh turkey grease in my hands and and i i i hate having sticky hands i just you know i don't know i don't think anyone enjoys it but i i just i don't know i have to like get it off so i just grabbed a little bit of the water and then i like you know i was like whatever it's a little tr- little water ride i just grabbed water and i washed my hands with it I'm like all right cool and then uh i didn't know that that's the spot that's one of those rides where people come and put their relatives ashes in the water <laughs> that's that one prior to the caribbean like that's the most common thing people literally just come on do that on that on those two fucking rides and i just touched that chair yeah. with my bare hands Yeah. Well, I I you touched what with your hands in the water from uh, it's a small world after all, where Where people fucking bring their relatives' ashes. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, right. But But you know what else? Since you know we're talking about the sanitization of Disney, there's actually a um a book out the historically chronicle that you know chronicles the history of Disney and its workings called the Disney version. And it, you know, it discusses some stuff we've already talked about, like how Disney was sanitized the cart, the um, the Grimm's fairy tales. But another thing that's also be- that's been sanitized since the park's foundation is um, Abe Lincoln's speech that he gives. Yeah, um, the animatronic Abe Lincoln. Like he doesn't mention; they omit any mention that Abe would have had in any of those classic speeches about slavery the or 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 like the injustice of it or the civil war um they omit that part entirely and i understand why because you want southerners to not be offended when they come to your park and and i grew up in the south you know these are these are a bunch of you know arkansas specifically these are a bunch of folks who will get together and have a rough and ready celebration you know, and they'll they'll teach you how to. Oh, we're going to show you how we used to basket weed back in the 1890s, and we're going to show you how to make candles. But we're also going to reenact scenes from the Civil War, so that like, you know, our moms and dads can get in their gray uniforms and go out there and pretend that they actually beat the Union. Like, you know what I mean? They they still live in this false sort of like weird Confederate Southern pride that they just can't let go of and. I totally get why they would want to omit that from the robot of Abe Lincoln's speeches. Cause it's like, well, you know, you'd lose, you'd lose a huge chunk yeah. of the nation's money it's, it's almost, by being political. It's almost like how in the MCU, apparently racism doesn't exist. Cause in world war two, the army is like super diverse yeah. randomly. And everyone. Yeah. And everyone's super nice to black people back in the days. Like it's, it, yeah. Captain America. No issues with Falcon being on the team, as opposed to his well, you, equal Avengers like that man. When it's just too like, I, like I mean, it, it's obviously it's 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 nice to see black actors in that. Like I mean, I'm not that's not the part, but like let's be like how it really is. Like you know, they're they're they're. Go ahead. Well, I, I would say I would say this much in. In the comics, actually during World War II, that was around the time when they had started floating yep. the idea of integrating the troops. Um, 
I will also mention that in the comics, the original comics, that the Howling Commandos, which is the name, the official name, uh, given to Captain America's team in the movie, originally it was run by Nick Fury, because Nick Fury in the comics has a formula that keeps him immortal. Yeah. Which is why he had a squad. So... Yes, but point point I'm making here, the, the, the circle, circling back to the point was, the Howling Commandos, which are originally Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos, um, were always a, they were they were a mixed group. I don't remember if they had an Asian member, but I do know they had like an African American, um, a couple of a couple of African American members on Sergeant uh, Sergeant Fury's team, and. Um, one of them is actually referenced in the Agents of Shield yeah. show because I mean, one of the characters was like a descendant or something yeah. of of. Him. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really bother me because, like, it's not like the Marvel stuff doesn't take place in our universe. It takes place in an alternate universe, a more idyllic universe. So I'm I'm willing to let it slide. With the Disney stuff, they're trying to present a more idyllic view of the world and history for people. So. I get why you were saying earlier. I get why they they do it. Why they try to gloss over stuff. But I mean, they make good movies. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, movies. for me, I, I'm yeah. Well, yeah, I'm fine with it because yeah. it's it's comic book it's accurate. accurate. You know what I mean? It's it's you know what I mean? Like that group that the and you know that that those comics came out way back in the '60s when they were trying to. You know, in Marvel, the bullpen was supportive of integration in general, and that was their way of doing yeah, it. Like was showing X-Men. integrated teams. That's another that way, example. You know? So that and the no, I'm talking. No, no I'm, I'm right. Well, no, well, they weren't. One, one they weren't really in, like. I do re- think of whenever I, you know, because like on Phil's point, because you know, Stan Lee was super involved with a lot of the MCU stuff. I mean, not just in cameos. He he started off producing a lot of. The, yeah. Producing a lot of this shit. Yeah. In the early and days, he was he was, he was a writer. Yeah. In the civil rights movement from the very beginning and he also in, and that's why you know I, i've heard him in the interview say that the x-men was was his creation and then and well you know him and jack kirby but the, the they're inspired they're inspired by uh by the civil rights movement and also that you know what was it what was the comparison he made that um, martin luther king inspired uh professor x and malcolm x inspired uh, magneto and it's just the two guys who are fighting the same fight. They just use different methods. So I, I just, I, you know, I don't know. I, I know he was super involved with that. So I know with him having, you know, uh, some say in the movies, I'm sure affected that part. Because I know there's some, <laughs> there's some uh, old, uh, some old uh, uh, Captain America uh, comic books where he says some racist shit. Yeah, I mean. Even, even like the, the serials, like I remember, like the Batman serials from like uh, the 1940s. Like in the first one, like the villain isn't even like the Joker or the Riddler. Yeah, it's a Japanese guy, like just a Japanese guy. Yeah. Right, because we were in it was World and War Two, like, and, 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 and like, it's very easy to make them as a villain. Yeah, and like during the serial, like the announcer. Like the voiceover announcer even refers to them. Oh, the yeah. slanty eyed jumps. It's just blatantly racist. And you know what's funny is we, you know, we were living in a. It was a different world for the United States back then because at the time, you know, you only had what 
a few Japanese folks on the West Coast, maybe some in New York. You know what I mean? But they weren't, Asians weren't really, the population was different in those days. And people's perception of America was white and black, literally. You know, you're either white or you're black, you know, and all these other folks are just what they are. Now to, back to the X-Men real quick, what's interesting is, you know, the X-Men don't really become the clear metaphor for racism in America until after issue one. I think it's like uh, like around issue five is when they start making mutancy an issue because Beast gets outed in a mutant in a scene and then it's it that's when there's that turning point. Hello? To, um, the protein yeah. Salma and the reaction to that and they took a side and they, and they took the right side. Um, but but yeah, like you know, um, and then Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos, you know, they if I recall correctly, they weren't even a they were they a four I don't even think they were like a golden age comic. I think they were a silver age comic, like for the listeners at home, silver age is considered late fifties and, and early sixties. Um I think they were like a Silver Age comic set in World War II because those comics were selling. Like, you know. I just lost them again. You keep losing you, dog. Hello? I'm here. You just disappeared for a while, dude. Huh? You just you, you just lost you for a little bit. You lost me. Yeah, I, I, you were getting into your point, and you just, uh, you, you, the sound dropped. I don't know, if, I don't know if it dropped with, uh, with, um, Phil. Yeah, you were, you were cutting in and out for a little bit there. Oh, that's weird. Um, no, I was just saying, like, uh, some of the Howling Commandos and how they were. I believe they were a Silver Age book, meaning they were published in the. Him in the metro. You keep dropping. The voice party will never be sponsored by Metro PCA. We will never be sponsored by Metro PCA. Oh man, this is a, this is a great opportunity. Hey Phil, this is a great opportunity for you to to say what service you have, and this this is going to be great advertisement for them. Well, I'm, I'm on, on Sprint, T-Mobile. Homie, I don't know what you're on. No, we're not. Are we? No. Oh shit! Isn't T-Mobile owned by no. or Metro PCS owned by T-Mobile? So T-Mobile bought Metro PCS, but Metro PCS is like the Mister Pib of their Doctor Pepper. Like it's still shit. Like they didn't bother to upgrade yeah, anything. Like, Want to join forces? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go back to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will never be sponsored by Metro PCS. Boost uh, Mobile is the lowest we will go. Boost nothing mobile, nothing yeah, lower than Boost Mobile. I mean, you know what? One of my friends has Boost Mobile, and his call, phone calls with me are always reliable. I mean, you know what? I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Hey, well, 14's back. I have returned. Is he? Because I don't, Hello? I don't hear I him. <laughs> is he? I have returned. <laughs> I, yeah, no, okay. 
We were just saying how the voice party will never be sponsored <laughs> by Metro PCS. The lowest you know we'll go is Boost Mobile. Uh, I want to hello, say this. Hello, just, hello. Just because we, we dropped the call on something earlier. Uh, I had a friend visit from Reno. Um, she just came to she just came to visit while she was she, you know she, and uh, she's originally from here from Richmond. And uh, one of the things we do when she comes over to hang out is we visit all our spots. You know all the 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 spots that we went to high school. You know when we were in high school we would go visit. And uh, I you know obviously we can't go to our you know our favorite bar. We can't go to Mallard's right now. You know we can't do anything like that. Um, can only get like takeout and watch movies at home. But one of the things that we always do is we go for a walk either in Point Pinole or Point Richmond. And we went to Point Richmond on Monday. We're gonna walk. Uh, I don't know if you guys have experienced this. I know Joaquin, you're still in Richmond, but I know you're not going out. But as soon as we got, I figured it's Monday. You know, people are people are in quarantine. Uh, I you know I I, I, just, I don't know what I was thinking. There's nowhere to park, man. <laughs> it's like it's it's like summer vacation, dude. It's people are fucking everywhere. They're in, they're they're on the beach. They were hiking. They were fucking jogging. They were having little illegal picnics where they're not supposed to. And there was nowhere to park anywhere there in Point Richmond from like the end of the tunnel all the way to the water at the end. It was packed. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that, but that's how that's how. I, I, I said I have. I mean, that's that's the thing. People can only sure. stay cooped I mean, up we for so there, long. There, and uh, really uh, like I'm, I'm gonna say this: Americans were very entitled. You know, we 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 won't let anybody tell us what to do. You know, you know. I saw. You know, I've seen a lot of people where it's just like. Whoa. The government can't tell me I can't go outside. My body, my choice. I miss those people. Oh. <laughs> I miss them. Man, you know, I uh, saw. Um, yeah, what was it that? There's a um, uh, like a conversation between the state of California and various other states, mm-hmm. and I thought it was. It... Uh oh. Oh God! This is like watching the uh, sitcom. Here we go again. It's like, uh, and then they, they drop off the shelter, and then you get to like Georgia, and Georgia uh, wait, said, wait, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! We dropped, we lost you for a big part of that, homie. <laughs> you completely <laughs> cut out. You cut out big time. How long wait. was I gone? What, uh, one of these days, said something gonna... about the California uh, and uh, other states, and then you just dropped. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like wh- one of these days we're gonna upgrade you, Joaquin. We're gonna get you out of the public education system. You're gonna make some real money, and then you'll be able to afford all the fancy things in life, like a cell phone that doesn't I drop. Just, I think is because you say you don't have Wi-Fi. Because I'm connected to Wi-Fi. That's the only re- I have shitty service where I live too. Because he lives in the hill, man. You live at the top of the hill. Like, yeah. I don't think. I don't think it matters what phone service you yeah. have. It's going to fucking, you know, it's going to drop anywhere. Um, I, I was re- hearing something. But what, if I was calling and talking to one of you guys just on the phone, it wouldn't be doing this, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah, that's because you're using your cellular network as yeah, opposed to your 4G. But, but 
I don't, I don't like since we're doing down here. We'll, we'll for all the listeners, we'll we'll be back on our regular microphone and uh, soundboard eventually. We're just this is the way it's gotta go <laughs> until we. Yeah, we're we're trying to see what works best. Uh, we tried just like recording over the cellular network I and do, sounded real I shitty. Have, some so now we're on someone that listens regularly, and he um, he told me that the one of the episodes we put out not that long ago, I think it was the one with a uh, with a uh, Mr. Sal- Ricardo Salazar. He said it was an interesting episode, but it was hard to hear. And I know this one sound with this yeah, platform we're yeah. using now, it sounds a lot crispier and it sounds a lot better. Yeah, when you're recording over the cellular network, the audio quality is not as good. So it's the real struggle. Yeah, last week's episode was definitely it's crisp. a real. I guess we lost Jadles. Yep, we just lost Jadles. Maybe he'll come back in. It's not a perfect solution, but it'll have to do for right now. But yeah, man, I thought that was a real trip because, you know, I had never been to Disneyland, but learning that they had eliminated certain things out of, like, Abe Lincoln's speech, I was like, what? (laughs) You know, when I first discovered that, I thought that was, like, the one of the biggest crimes against history ever. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, I'll I'll give it up to like like the Imagineers who actually build the rides and attractions. They're fucking brilliant with like Agreed. what they're able to do and just how massive stuff can be and the production value and even just like how they fix stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. the there's the haunted mansion, right? And there's a part in the mansion where there's all these like ghosts like dancing on a ballroom below you. And the way the effect is pulled off, are you familiar yeah. with with Pepper's Ghost? Where the the semi silvered mirror at a forty five degree angle, and then it, it it like it's almost like compositing two images together. So there's like a big giant mirror that covers like the entire room, and they use that for the Pepper's Ghost effect. So the the it looks like it's ghosts dancing, but really it's animatronics like in another part of the building that's just being reflected. Like it's one of the oldest special effect techniques there is. But it works, and it works brilliantly. Well, uh, at one point, somebody had snuck in a BB gun and tried to shatter the the glass, and it didn't break, but there's a huge crack all through it. And so with it being this huge piece of glass, they can't really replace it because they'd have to like like, demolish the mansion around it to get the glass out because the mansion's built around it. So what they did hey. is they just added some spiders and made it in spider web. I'm back. I, I I'm back, Jadles. He might have had the problem that I had where I couldn't get back in. Yeah, yeah Last yeah, time we to, recorded. I to, so I guess it's, it's kind of his turn I to, re- to have trouble. No, I had to recopy the thing. I hope he comes back, though. Was, what happened was I messed up. I messed up and I, uh, I accidentally hit something on the microphone and that's what threw me off. Still there, Phil? Yeah, I'm right here. You don't you don't hear JD talking? No, I don't I, hear well, JD I was just talking. saying. I was just saying. Is it, I had I accidentally. Is he back? I accidentally. He's been <laughs> back for a while, dude. He's <laughs> you keep I, interrupting I him. Hit something with the microphone and it, and it turned off the recording. It it threw me off of the thing because I hit the microphone for something else, and um, 
and it threw me off. And then when I was coming back, it took me a while because I had to recopy the the link, and uh, and that's why it took so long. But um, you guys can hear me, right? All right, I can hear you yeah. just fine. It was it was actually something I hit. I hit a button. I I, I wandered off on my phone, which is a big mistake. That was my fault, man. I shouldn't. I should just stay uh, stay on this page where I'm at recording. So sorry about that. Um, well, what, what, is everybody back on? I, I can hear Joaquin. I don't think he can hear me. Joaquin. Was that? Joaquin, you still there? So, Phil, how, how, how's, so how's, how's uh, I know yeah. you've been working on this, uh, on this, uh, the 3D animation thing you're doing. How, how's that been going? I, so I, I real quick, real quick. I actually recreated, just finished. recreated the the blood scene from The Shining. Us. Well, there's like a fluid physics engine in Blender that I wanted to try out. So I was just like, "All right, cool. I can make water. Can I make water different colors? Can I make it different consistencies? Can I make it denser?" So I was just trying different stuff. But funnily enough, I actually just finished uh, my first paid nice. gig in Blender. Uh, my Lucha guy who, who runs Pro Wrestling Revolution, he's doing like a bunch of like COVID masks oh, that nice. look like luchador funny, masks. Luchador masks usually have a good mouth. <laughs> you know, he did... Well, yeah, well, it's not all of them, but basically, yeah, but what, but what he did is he got a bunch of Lucha-themed COVID masks, and he was, you know, he got like 200 and was like, oh, this will last me till like July, August. Wow. And he sold out in like a day. So he's like, oh, okay. I guess this is a thing now. So, you know, he started up a new website and he's ordering a lot more and he's signing like licensing deals with other, you know, big time luchadors to get masks made. And I'm making a commercial for him. Well, the thing is, you know, the masks are being made. So he doesn't have any that he can ship me that I can film for the commercial. So I was able to uh, download a head model and then go into Blender and mold like a mask, like model like a mask around this head model and then create textures and texture it. And so I was basically able to do like CG versions of all the masks that he's making. And so we were able to put a commercial together for these masks, you know, using uh, stock footage that he already has of the wrestlers and then the CGI mask that I was able to make. And it came out really fucking badass. I showed Joaquin earlier today. And uh, I sent him the final video, the, uh, my client, I sent him the, the final video today, and he was blown away by it. So, yeah, I've, I've You've been, been so teaching myself with just YouTube tutorials. Aside from people that are actually working, but you're. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got to hustle. You got to hustle. You know, work is not going to find you. You got to go out and find the work. And so. I have all this free time. So I was like, well, let me teach myself, wow. you know, 3D, you know, YouTube, YouTube tutorials, which is free. The software is free. I got nothing but time and less than a month of being self-taught. And I already just finished my first paid gig with it. So, you know, you just, you, you can't make excuses. You just got to go out and have the drive and make stuff happen. You know, you got to go that's, make your own opportunities. Uh, yeah, man, that's easy. That's, Easier said than done, you know? Like, I, I have a hard time with, uh, I, it's easy to get motivated, but motivation without consistency ain't shit, man, <laughs> you know? And it helps if you enjoy what the fuck you're doing. 
So I know you really enjoy. Ever since I've met you, this is all you've been involved with with anime. With I mean, I've been, long, I've been doing this a long time, time really, since you recorded something. Like you recorded thirteen. You know, uh, how old were you when you first did anything? Whether it was fucking, I was mixing VHSs. So, well, so here's the thing: when I was like 12, 13 years old, you know, I ran my own yeah. backyard wrestling promotion, and that's where I met Joaquin, yeah. and that's where I met you know a bunch of other people. Yeah, he came later on, but when I when we but I was the one who like shot all of our stuff and edited all of our videos, website and made T-shirts for everybody and like made posters for to hype up events and like literally everything. I did all that stuff, and when I was editing videos, all I had was like two VCRs wired into each other, so I would edit tape to tape. And then, how old are you? Twelve. Yeah. So you've always I was like 12, 13. Video. Yeah, man, that's my that's, thing. That's, that is you know, my that's, thing. That's really, I, I actually, <laughs> my birthday was last Friday. So um, one of my oldest friends, he, he threw me a little Zoom party with a bunch of my other, you know, high school friends and friends. A bunch of people hopped on. Master of Thought was there. Um, it was like, it was a nice little surprise, you know? Um, and, and, and one of the things that they brought up, cause they all started sharing stories about me. And one of the earliest stories that they had for me, a lot of them, oh, I had this, I don't know if I told you, but I had this thing where I was doing prank calls every fucking day at school. We, we had cell phones finally. It, and it was just like, it was just like the most hilarious yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, because I, I, was, I, was, I always say like I first started, you know, obviously is the way different. But I first started doing stand up when I was, what, 22, 21. But like, I remember those those prank calls sometimes I was on the fly. And it was like acting plus improvis, impro, imp, like improvised uh I don't know, I guess you could say imp, improv. Like it's a form of improv. <laughs> With you know, because you gotta, you gotta keep your act going, and I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that it's the same thing, but like I've, that was always that, that I did that for so many years. I think that's why I was so comfortable doing stand up. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, yeah. I just, I just kind of, uh, I just thought of that right now when you're talking about how when you were mixing stuff when you were 12, like from a very early age. It's, it's, you know, I mean, whatever what, what caused you, it's always gonna, it's always you're always gonna want to do. Like, because I, I, I know you told me like your your you we already talked about our influences, your movie influences. Was there a movie that you really enjoyed? This for you especially, Phil. Like now, that, especially now that you've been involved with filmmaking so much, um, someone's pterodactyl. Just <laughs> yeah, right, Jesus Christ, that's the that loudest fucking, fucking door I've ever heard. Right, Holy Jesus. shit! Uh, no, I was gonna God ask you, that you've that you've seen uh Phil that you like now that you think I could do a better job as far as like shots go. That's something I'm curious to ask. Um yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are. Let me I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. And you I'm trying not to think what movies I've seen. Kevin, 
Kevin Smith movie, <laughs> like you know, something with good shots. Yeah, I mean, because I was gonna say, like, you know, Neil Breen makes some really bad movies, and yeah. I can easily do better stuff than that. Like, you know, you look at fucking Clerks, and he it's like, holy shit, he, he doesn't even move the camera. Two thousand dollars to make that movie, and he made it with people. But then you watch Chasing Amy, and you're like, holy shit, he still doesn't move the camera. Which oh my god, that? Chasing Amy. Um, Kevin that was Smith? his third film. Where we're. Yeah, with Ben Affleck and uh, oh yeah, Jennifer Tilly. I want to say, holy shit! You know, uh, yeah, he's. I don't know the clerks. It was, I guess, it was a. Was that really a new style of film at the time? Well, I mean, clerks came out at a time when you had, you know, you had Reservoir Dogs, you had Clerks, you had El Mariachi. And so you have like this this yeah. renaissance of like independent film with Rob Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith, and so it kind of got caught up in that where it's like, oh my god, yeah. look at all this these new fresh ideas. And Kevin, <laughs> holy crap, anybody up. can make it's a film because I think I read he only had like two thousand to make that movie, which you know, it's, it's, it's only like yeah, he had. It, it, I don't know if it's that, but he. It, I, I remember, yeah. like, that's back when everything was shot on film. And not pay for the film, you had to pay to have the film right. developed. And it was very expensive. And so it was the thing where he was like, he would tell the actors, look, I got enough film for, like, two takes each. So that's crazy. Uh, that, try not to fuck up. You know, I, think, I don't know. Because for me, I think, uh, like, certain certain films... It, it just, back then, like, you know, they, like, now there's a shitload of people making making films and there's not i mean there's good actors don't get me wrong but there's a lot of shitty acting and in, in a lot of films and back then you know i think they couldn't afford to fucking take two or three takes with with when they were actually filming on fucking film like you really got to be good man we can't be fucking around i heard this uh this documentary that um uh joaquin actually suggested uh, about stanley kubrick if if you came for the first day of filming and you didn't have all your lines down to the T, he would just send you home. Like that's it. Like I'm sending you home. And it, it just because he didn't want to have to fucking have an actor learn the lines on the spot, which I've seen that happen in the independent scene. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll be honest, I don't think I would ever shoot film just because of how. Uh, yeah, expensive like and cumbersome it is. Fucking digital, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, because that's the, that's the thing is like, you know, with film, the reason it's called dailies is because you would send it off to the lab and you'd have to wait a day for them to develop it and send it back to you before you can even see what you shot. And so there's always that. And if you're on an independent film, it's even longer. You know, you're waiting months for them to develop your film and send it back. And so there's always that fear where you're like, Oh God! I hope everything's in focus. They they, so they oh, I hope my exposure was right. Even if you uh, got footage already, they can make it crispier. Like even if you already shooted, like let's say seventy-seven. Like if you shoot it on seventy seventy uh, well, seventy-seven or seventy milligram. Yeah, so that's the thing is with film, it's an analog medium, so uh, you can always scan it at a higher resolution. Yeah, that's why like to be able to restore these older films because they're able to just two K and four K clean it out you know but when stuff's digital like that's as that's as clean that's as big as it's ever going to be because if you try to yeah. make it larger you're just making the pixels larger 
So that's why like size and resolution are so big. It's such a big deal versus with film, you know, you had 16 millimeter, you had 35 millimeter, you know, you had 70 millimeter and yeah, those did offer a difference in, in clarity and sharpness because you're capturing more on the negative. But even if you shot like 16 millimeter, example like you can technically still scan that at like any film that comes like, is that the um, black and white universal so, monster movie? I mean, there was color film, but it was definitely lower quality. Like 35 was the standard for, for film. And then 16 was like a lower quality stock of about half the width of 35 millimeters. So you didn't get as much definition on the picture. You can, it's, I can't like, there are films that have like 16 millimeter shots in them, but I don't, I, any films that were completely okay. shot with 16, I couldn't tell well, you off the top of my head. Even though it was filmed on this, they can, they can, what are you said, in uh, the, the resolution, yeah, because, but see, yeah, see, I'm, yeah, but see, like, you've, you've worked with me before, like, I'm right, I try and be as efficient as possible yeah. when I'm filming because I realize time is money and I'd rather take the money I have and put it on the screen rather than spend it on film stock and developing film and then you get stuff back and something's out of focus or there's a hair in the gate or you know there's something in the background you didn't catch it's like i would rather shoot digital be able to see what i'm shooting right away and reshoot if i need to yeah. and yeah. get started editing right away and then take it and put it on the screen and get as much production value as possible so i don't think i would right. shoot film it's just it's just too much of a hassle of it's way too just by shooting in digital that's that's uh, you know I, I know like I've heard this uh, William Friedkin in an interview say that like because there's a lot of people a lot of he said a lot of pretentious <laughs> filmmakers shooting in what was it seventy mil thirty five thirty five millimeter okay yeah thirty five no, yes yeah, seventy was like IMAX because there's theaters that own like I I know uh, what's his name has a theater in L A uh, Quentin Tarantino and he played. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood in 35 millimeter. I don't know. Yeah, they did a documentary a few years ago called Side by Side, where it was all about film versus digital. And Kenny Reeves hosted it, and they had a lot of interviews with different filmmakers in there. And like, there's some directors like Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino who refuse to shoot on digital. They they have resources and they have time. You know. uh, Yeah. No, I get that. and you know, they, yeah, they, exactly. I would also say that for people who enthusiastically shoot on film, it's it's not just people trying to put on airs. These people also have a kind of nostalgic, yeah, heavy nostalgic love. As a viewer, as a viewer, I also appreciate that because, like, I was watching The Godfather two days ago, just because that's one of those I like to rewatch. I I don't. I don't have they I don't know if you guys know if they have even, you know, altered that in any way, but the way it is, mm. which I believe is 35, uh if I'm not mistaken, it, it, I don't know. I I just I wouldn't even want to see that restored. Mm. <laughs> it just it's something about watching an old movie, you know, watching an old movie yeah. and, and and it's in, in the in in that state that it does some, you know, it's nostalgic and I'd rather keep that like that. That. I know, what was it? I think it was like 10, 15 years ago. They like remastered the original Star Trek series 
but they like replaced all the model shots with like CGI. And I fucking hated that because it looks so out of place. And it's just like, oh, it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be yep. a shitty model on strings. That's what I, That's what I want to see. Ninja Turtles remake, yeah. the Michael Bay remake. Uh, there was all CGI. And there was something I really loved about the Jim Henson uh, suits, you know? It's just... What? Yeah, they hold up. That first Ninja Turtles... They still hold up. It's that good, first Ninja Turtles film... It's 100%. still awesome. It's a great fucking still, film. The the costume, the Shredder costume, uh, in that first film, um, I that's one of those things that if let's say I I, I become a millionaire or whatever, I would love to have, <laughs> you know, like those those. That's one of those. Like that whole suit is awesome, man. Like the 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 costume design the in that film is 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 awesome, man. It's crazy. Like uh, they had a um, it it, it has such a like New York vibe, the the film. Like it was, it's a real. I mean, I know it's a kid film, but there's a, there's you know. I remember a friend told me he's an older guy. He's in his forties. Told me when he first watched that movie. There's a scene where Raphael fights uh, when he's chasing uh, after they get into a fight with Casey Jones and he runs off, and um, and Raphael has that incident where he hops over the the taxi. Remember what he, the guy says? What's that? It looks like a turtle in a, in a suit or <laughs> something like in a coat, and uh. Yeah, in a trench coat. Yeah, kind of like a turtle he, I in guess, a trench. Uh, well, uh, uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones gets away, and and Raphael yells out, "Damn!" I guess back in the days, even though it's a kid film, like that was a big, like a cuss word. Like just the, just saying "damn" was was like, "Oh my god, this is a very dirty film." <laughs> yeah, especially if you're you're a kid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, it's crazy because yeah. I, I I mean you have my parents back, so I was cussing left and right. So you know, as a kid, so I didn't really, I, I wouldn't have known, but apparently that was a big cuss word to use back then. It also depends on how strict your household was, too. Like, you know, some parents in the '90s cuss in front of their kids like nobody's business and it's okay, and some parents are like, "Yo, watch your language." It yeah. just depends. I I watch my language around kids, especially. I have a friend. I'm I'm a godfather to his daughter. Yes. Yes. Was that? I, I don't. I should, but I don't. I should. You know what? I have a. I lot said of I don't. Friends. I should, but I don't. I, so, um, so my my friend, I'm 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 his uh his daughter's godfather, and I I go to I go to their house every once in a while to drop off stuff, and every once in a while, you know, because I feel like cuss words, I can go without them. Sometimes they're just an expression of frustration, you know, and and yeah, I'll have a I'll, I'll have a f bomb here and there by accident and I do it but then I try to catch myself in front of kids because like if they learn a word I'd rather they don't learn it from me because they're going to learn it eventually you know <laughs> yeah well yeah I mean for me I'll give you a story my god I too am a godfather as you guys know I don't know if our listeners know I might have said it once or twice in the cast but my goddaughter once asked me when I was like spending some time with her at her house, her place. And she said, why don't you ever curse? You're the only adult that I don't ever hear curse. This is a cursing house. You can curse. She's like, I can't curse. And I said, well, I don't curse because, you know, I care about you. And I, 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 I you know, I, you're, you're, you're a kid. I want to respect 
the, the level that you're you're at so you can you know i want to respect your place as, as a child you know and show you love and concern and then she said well you know my mom curses and i was like your mom and i have a different way of showing you respect and love <laughs> I, I at that point I think I would cuss. I I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Whatever your parents are already doing, like fuck it. All right, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know. No, I feel you, but but I you know I feel like I, I need to. That's good. Be though. a good example. And for me, it's the strangest thing. Like you put me in front of a group of kids. And I cannot, I can't do it. I can't. It's not because I'm forcing myself not to. It's just something naturally, internally inside me goes, there's no reason for you to drop this F-bomb right now. Don't even, th-. it's like, it doesn't even cross my mind to curse. Right. You know, like, and I know people that use curse words as like commas and periods. Like, like fucking, uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I'll be like, even the way I grew up, I mean, I grew up like down south and, and traditionally you would curse if it, if it meant something like you were really, really mad and, oh, we just used the F-bomb that's serious now. And then when I moved up here, it's like everybody and their mom is dropping, you know, I mean, except for like, you know, my family, obviously, but it, it's just like, I wasn't used to hearing my peers curse amongst themselves in front of teachers that was a new one because you know when i was in seventh grade in arkansas there was cursing but they wouldn't do it in front of adults and then it's like out here it's like everyone's cursing in front of the adults i'm like what is wrong with y'all i don't respect <laughs> you know it's a respect thing you know it's one of those things you, you do among your peers but you don't do it in front of older people and younger people it's just, it's a thing it's a standard it's i don't know Maybe I'm just too old-fashioned in some ways. I it's just I try not to cuss in front of old. I mean, you know what? I, I try not to cuss in front of anyone. I try my best, <laughs> um, I, especially like as growing up, we couldn't we couldn't even say we couldn't call someone like. I, I remember my parents; they they didn't speak too much English. This is actually pretty funny, but. <laughs> My parents, you know, they didn't speak English growing up, so they didn't know too many cuss words in English. The, you know, they didn't catch on to the cuss words till way later. And I remember <laughs> they knew the word stupid, and it sounds, in, in English, in Spanish, the word stupid sounds pretty bad. So we were yeah. in trouble just for calling each other stupid. But then we'd be throwing, each other, you know, throwing f bombs and bitch back and forth, and and then they wouldn't they know what we were talking what we were about. Saying, so we get away with it, like you fucking bitch, I'm gonna get you. You're so fucking stupid. Like, hey, like, what did you say? Did you just say the stupid word? Like, oh damn, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I called this stupid bitch stupid. <laughs> you know, it was it was so. Then they caught on, and then uh, it was funny. I remember when they started to catch on to those other words. And like, oh my God, I've heard him say that <laughs> two, three times this week. <laughs> Which you know, all right, there's an there's the, I remember as a kid watching. Uh, there's this episode where where Bart teaches. Uh, uh, what's his name? What's the dog's name? Santa's little helper. He 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 teaches him how to yeah the dog. how to do tricks and how yeah. to be behaved. And uh, 
at the very end of the of the show, he takes him to do uh, I forgot what it is, some dog trainer, like to show him, show her that he's taught him how to whatever roll over and and uh, and she says, "You son of a bitch." And I remember that at this point they had already caught on. So when she heard that, she gave a shit for watching that. Like these aren't these are the, the devil's cartoons. These are evil. Like you can't watch these. I'm not gonna lie to you. My grandmother, um, not the one that I stay with now, but the one that like uh, raised me through elementary school and early oh, middle, yeah. would not let me. Um, would would not let me uh, uh, watch The Simpsons. And I had never seen a single episode that, like, it came on one time and Grandma's like, nope, not this. And I asked her, like, I think a year after she banned me from watching it, I said, well, what's wrong with, you know, what's wrong with that? And then she was like, I don't like Bart's behavior and I don't want you mimicking yeah. that. You know? And it wasn't until I, I became an adult and started watching it and I was like, oh, I see why. It's more than just Bart. It's like, you know, this is a lot of adult themes in yeah. this cartoon. This is not, not children. children at all. You know, you know what's funny is like I, I grew up, uh, we grew up watching, you know, like I remember there was, there was some show, I forgot what it was now, but it was violent. It was a violent show, so they didn't want us watching it. But then, you know, I mean, they, I, I would watch what they watched a little bit. And it's like a lot of like, cartel shootings you know like stuff like like what the hell like this is worse than anything i'm watching um i mean i mean we weren't supposed to be watching anyways but yeah you know uh i also remember getting in trouble by, with my parents by by playing mortal Kombat and doing not not just the 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 fighting because we we before we played mortal Kombat, we first for many years played uh street fighter then we kind of we started playing Mortal Kombat, and and it wasn't until I showed one of my uncles, it was me, it was my fucking fault. I showed one of my uncles the fatalities, and Mortal Kombat three, the fatalities like when Kung Lao. I don't know if you're familiar with those characters with the Kung Lao, the guy with the hat. He slices like he slices you into multiple pieces, and it's very graphic, a lot of blood. And uh, that's when they started paying attention to what what kind of games we play. Uh, and then they kind of. St- slowly started to ban the Mortal Kombat. Later on, of course, with Grand Theft Auto, uh, Vice City, uh, another uh, older cousin of mine ratted me out. That son of a bitch. He ratted me out because he said that that video game had sex in it. And I, yeah, I remember playing Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, and just living like, for a while, <laughs> after I'd, I got done running people over. I, it's funny, because I remember saying, like, I, I don't ever have sex in this game. You know, my character... Meanwhile, I'm doing like mass shootings and like fucking running people over. <laughs> oh, I got a question for you. Guys. Never What's the worst it. thing you've done on Grand Theft Auto? That, that's the thing is violence and sex are very different. No. Violence is okay. That, people don't have a problem with violence. It's that's sex that we well, worry about. Well, you know, it, it depends on how graphic though and how old the kid is. I remember, and also the sensibilities of your parent. There again. When Mortal Kombat first came out, what year was that again? Like 93, 92? Yeah. I, I, I was in elementary school. I might have been in second or third grade, I think. And anyway, I really wanted it. My, it, was the, it was the hot game around the neighborhood. All the older kids had it, and I had a Genesis. I was ready. My grandmother, though, was like, 
she didn't like the blood. She didn't like the ripping off of the heads. And she also thought the game was demonic. It came from a Christian, ultra conservative Christian household. So, you know what I mean? She would watch Benny Hinn on the weekends. It was just one of those things. But anyway, like I didn't get a chance to have, you know, I remember having these debates, you know, kids that have discussions with you about what they want when you tell them no, when you try to make your case for it. I was like, well, you know, it's a, it's actually a, a really it's a good game because no matter which character you pick, you're kind of picking a good guy. And then my grandfather was like, that that makes no sense. Like you, you was like, well, what about the other? Don't you face off against the other characters you don't pick? Yeah, and you kill them. Yeah, you're killing good guys. No, 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 no. The story changes. And then he was like, what? <laughs> The story changes based on who you pick. Yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about then at the time. I was kind of right because you get an alternate. You just wanted, you just wanted a fucking game, though. <laughs> like, because that is clearly evil fucking character. No, but I was really legit trying to make a moral case of moral value for it and didn't realize that I was actually explaining gray area in, and uh, gray area and amorality at an age where I couldn't understand what that yeah. was. <laughs> And then my grandfather probably totally understood what that was and was just like, nah, B, not, you're not. But I got to play Mortal Kombat when I was in sixth grade because, you know, um, I had stayed over at a cousin's house in Alabama and we were playing it. And he and I were talking to my grandparents and was just like, look, you can turn the blood off and you don't have to rip heads off. I just wanted to play as the cool ninjas, man. I didn't really the, care about all my four, to be honest with you. I wanted to free people and... You know, that's what I wanted to do. And so eventually my grandmother relented and got me the uh, MK3 Ultra with all the characters and all the, you know, because they had MK3, but then they came out with that expanded edition, and that's the trilogy. one I got to have. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's the one where they that's the one I Scorpion because have. they didn't have Scorpion in the in – the, um, and uh, the original three, the Uriadid Scorpion and Smoke and all this other. Every character except Raiden, for whatever reason, Raiden's still not in it. But you get both Sub Zeros and all those cyborgs. That was my favorite thing about playing Mortal Kombat. Um, in, in the trilogies, you could play with Motaro and King Taro and all those. Yeah, except he wasn't a centaur because they couldn't. They couldn't animate like the four it legs and make Kombat it playable. Three. The engine they, couldn't support when they, that. When they made, I believe, was it number five or number six, they actually had to cut off his two back legs uh, because they couldn't fit it in. Uh, but yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Into the story where they're just like, oh, because of his failure, <laughs> yeah, he was punished by having his uh, legs removed. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I remember this is one of the things I did. This is why I would be so sleep deprived. I was addicted to Mortal Kombat, man. I, I that was like my f- life those years. I remember waking up around, I'd say, uh, 12 a.m. when everybody would be asleep, and I would turn it on, and I would also steal a Coca Cola because I was only I wasn't allowed to have those. And I would steal a Coca Cola from the kitchen and then come back and play. Mortal Kombat for a few hours, maybe till two, two or three a.m., four a.m., and then wake up at at six and get ready for school. So I'd be super sleep deprived. That's how addicted I was to the game, man. But I, I, I would w- stay up all night beating the game with almost every character. I, I love seeing all the different endings and stuff. Um, I I still haven't played eleven. 
I haven't played X. Those are the two I haven't played yet. The last one I played was Armageddon. No, no. Uh, I have more Kombat versus DC. That was the last. No, eight. I haven't so played eight. Was the last one I played Mortal Kombat versus DC. Now they got a movie coming out. They're working played. on it. They just gave it an R rating. And it's directed by James Wan, the same guy that directed the Saw and the Conjuring. He's an Aquaman. So now he's directing uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. I think they're, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're done. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it got an R rating, which would make not make sense to have it not an R rating for a fucking film that got, you know, became famous because of how violent it was. Um, I, I, you know, I, I actually I wanted to say this with. <laughs> My the ninjas were my favorite thing also, and it, I was, I was, I'm gonna send it on the group chat later. My my screen saver on my phone is actually all the ninjas, and every one of them, including one you probably never heard of, the the new one. They added a new one, I believe, for for a ten. Tremor, the brown one. They have to add a brown one, man. Tremor. I think Tremor is actually from. He's been that, around like, for a long time, actually. Uh, now that I, I I think of it, he just wasn't playable. Yeah, he, he he was in the Jax spinoff that they did. You remember Jax? He was Sonya Blade's partner in that semi-FBI organization yeah, they were in. Forces. Yeah, yeah. They had a, a Special Forces video game, and Trimmer, I think, was one of the yeah, bad guys. He's part of uh, that whole, what's his name, crew. He's one of the it's, – it's funny because they're all part of, like, crews. I think he's part of, like, the – uh, Kano's crew, one of Kano's crew got, crew members. Yeah, the Black yeah, Dragon. The Black yeah, Dragon. That's their biggest whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 special forces uh, enemy. Yeah, I remember that now. But he wasn't playable in any of the actual Mortal Kombat games. And I think they hinted at him early on because they you know they wanted to put them all in. But I guess yeah, it was just because I remember in the first Mortal Kombat, you you could play as Reptile, but as as a uh, I I remember all the cheat codes, man. I used to have all the cheat codes memorized. Yeah, reptile. You had to get a double flawless victory and win with a fatality on the pit stage when there's clouds in front of the moon. Yeah, and then you can unlock. Then you can fight reptile. Oh man, I I, it's bringing back a lot of memories, dude. Man, this is so cool. Back in the day, you had all secrets and stuff and now you just buy everything for downloaded content and i find myself screaming at the screen going i should have the game i paid for you greedy <laughs> buggers <laughs> oh man uh what, what um what was i gonna ask you uh, i was gonna ask you something about uh did, did you guys ever play any of the other spinoff games i know there's a i, pl- I played uh shaolin monks that was actually pretty fun i i think yeah, no, I never, I never was played terrible, any of the spinoffs. I know the Sub Zero one was terrible. The Special Forces one was terrible. You know, what I, I heard Shaolin Monks was good, but I never played it because I was like, what I did enjoy about the Sub Zero is that we got Fusion out of it, which is a cool ass character, another one of those gods, and and there was a uh, more in that game. Mm-hmm. What I like. What, what I liked is how in, like, Deception and Armageddon, like, they added, yep. like, a story mode. 
where it's like an RPG where you level up your character to Janko and um, I forget the one from uh, uh, Armageddon. Yeah, the guy but, and then you actually like, interact with the other characters and like an actual like that was that was actually really fun and really cool and a nice change of pace. Yeah, that way it's yeah, not I, just uh, you know fighting all the uh, time. Um, uh, uh, Taven was the guy's name, right? Taven. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool because it, it was it, it was yeah. It that's what that's what it, a different uh, a different like you know. I speaking of that, this is what I enjoy, I enjoy that because the main characters that we all know they were just part of that story, and it wasn't it wasn't you know it was made it was based on this character we don't know about, but the the characters we've known for years in the in the game are part of the story somehow. <laughs> it, it's funny because it reminds me turn it bringing it back to something we talked I talked about earlier. It reminds me of a uh, of a uh, uh, what's called a uh, Boardwalk Empire because like Boardwalk Empire has a lot of it's based on a lot like Al Capone, Meyer Meyer Lansky. Uh, um, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm washing dishes, oh, okay. drying, and putting no, stuff away. The, well, we Boardwalk well, Empire has like it. It, it the, a lot of the main characters are are real figures. So it has Al Capone, Meyer Lansky. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Lucky Luci- Lucky Luciano, and and the main character. I mean, is he's he's also based on a real character, but he's not well known. And it's just like we already know about this guy, you know. And it gave me an idea. I don't know. I don't know if you guys, uh, how you guys. I'm a because I was watching The Godfather the other day. And um, have you guys seen The Godfather? What about you? Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's on my bucket list, but I have not. I have not seen it unfortunately. If we ever make it happen, we can always turn back to this to this podcast and like, you know, this is where the idea the first time I ever shared it with anyone. So I was watching The Godfather, and the movie is about the Corleone family, um, and how they are. Eventually, they they take they go to war with all the other families. Like I, it would be interesting if if we like someone made a movie based on like let's say the like the other family the the in the Godfather the Barzini family like someone made a movie about the Barzini and basically it revolves around the war with the Corleones but they never actually have the Corleones in the film it's just like their side of the story you know because like I said when you hear about a story you hear both sides it's always more interesting. So if someone made a film like The Godfather, but it's actually based exactly in the same story in the same time, but it's in, based on a different family. So you can do the Barzini, the Tataglia, and it you can even make it a show because it could be, you know, because in the movie they condense a lot, like hell of years into one. But I don't know. That's just an idea. What do I want to hear your, your your take on that. Like there, okay. there could be an interesting, so it could be an interesting about- scene where they're planning out Sonny's murder. <laughs> and they actually do it, you know. Uh, you can see it on their on their end how they plan mm-hmm. it out. Because in the Godfather, you don't see it on their end. You know how they go back and forth. You only see that other guy that gets that comes in and and, and he plans out the murders for 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 the Don. Anyways, that's well. You know, I you would can... say any. I think telling a, a story from. Like telling a story within the universe of a film from another character's perspective or even an off-screen character's perspective 
that takes around the same like time frame, I think is really yeah. cool. I kind of kind of like that idea. Yeah, just like that. Um, isn't there a because I'm a big fan of like expanding, you know, expanding on a story. Right? Isn't there isn't there a show that does that with the DC universe? Um, it's basically it's it's the it is the entire conceit of any comic book universe that that is what they are doing. Is that like the characters exist in the same world? So if you pick up an issue of Batman, you know Green Lantern's off doing something at the same time somewhere else. Basically, that issue of Green Lantern, and they they may even mention each other. They may even cross over or deal with villains that the others and they do that in not just the comics but in the shows too. No, I know, but there's I'm talking about there's an actual show that does that. There's a TV show where it's based on um, it's all it's it's the whole Arrowverse thing does that basically. Oh, I, I could have sworn it was his own thing though. It was a show that did that. Like a, a TV show that did that where they're they're I believe they're they're uh journalists who work for the daily the Daily Planet, the oh yeah, oh I see what you're saying. They were like, an in, they were like an insurance company or something like that. Yeah, something. I the they were the they were the people. They, were, who they had like around. a suspicion that one of their well, that Superman worked with him or something like that. You, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. The, yeah, yeah. The idea was that they, the idea was that you, you live in a world where superheroes battle villains all the time and pieces chunks of scry- skyscraper fall on people's cars so who who's who gets insured oh i see you know what i mean okay that's we're the company that insures you for that that type of stuff it was, yeah it was, it was something along the lines of I, I, I like that kind of stuff like you know just like i mentioned earlier with the godfather i was watching the godfather it'd be uh, i think it'd be an interesting i don't think i've ever yeah i don't know it would be risky doing it anything like we talked about earlier in the other episode, the one we just put out, anytime you fuck with something that's already a cult classic and it's part of a culture, you know, it's kind of risky. But if mm-hmm. you did it, that, that's the way I would see it. That's the one way I could see it being safe, <laughs> you know, because you're not necessarily, I don't know, it, it does affect it when you, when you kind of uh, normalize a villain, you know, you make it like, that's what I didn't like about the Rob Zombie films even though I, I appreciate they gave michael myers a backstory but it, i liked when he was just a shape he yeah. had no he had no fucking uh you know he was just he was just a guy who was killing and you don't know why and they mentioned he he fucking ate a dog in the beginning of the film like oh god this guy is fucking crazy that's something i didn't catch until i watched it again as an adult that he fucking ate a dog when he went back to his uh, to his house, do you, you guys ever watch that? Yeah, I saw the original. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I mean, but did you catch that part? Um, That's one thing I didn't catch until I was an adult. No, nah, I don't think I realized that he. That he yeah, there's that. That's that's. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, when when Doctor Loomis is talking to the sheriff and he. He goes to uh, they go to his house to see if he had you know if he had stopped by and they actually find that he fucking ate a dog. And it's like, well, oh shit! I thought he was just stabby stabby, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> now, your your um your idea about looking at a different mafia family that that you know from their side that occurs during the time of Godfather, yeah. right? The time yeah. frame. I you know 
I, I would you remember the DC show you were just talking about the one that's talking about the insurance mm-hmm. agency and all that. I think that's a little bit of a slightly different take on expanding the world. That actually is more the eyes of someone that isn't even involved in the conflict, more of someone who's like outside looking no, in. Like if I were to like that would be more akin to if you made the story about the police officers that were on the case of Corleone's oh, murder yeah. okay. and what it was like for them to like see the the um the gang war between Michael and his rivals. Like what 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 are the detectives going through trying to prove that they're doing all this wrong? Right. You know? There's a, a classic Marvel comic drawn by Alex Ross called Marvels. And it's all about a, a dude who is like a photographer at the Daily Bugle. And he starts off as a as a young man in the 1940s. And it starts off at the very beginning of like Marvel Comics history. So you have like the original Human Torch battling... Uh, battling Namor as Namor floods New York City and, you know, the birth of Captain America and he's witness to Phil Sheldon, that's his name, and he's witness to, like, he becomes buddies with James J. Jonah Jameson before Jameson takes over the, the Daily Bugle and he's witness to all these heroes as they come in and all the different social issues like the X-Men and all that and he he basically spends his time you know, taking pictures and, you know, writing his news articles. And this is like what it is like for the average man to to live in a world full of dang near gods, basically, these superheroes. Yeah. I love that concept. Yeah. I love the idea of, yeah. like, what is it like to be a fly on the wall or walk down the street and see the Silver Surfer fly in the air? I think that's a dope movie concept yeah, right there. That, that's that's kind of what watching Boardwalk Empire felt mm-hmm. like to me, because I know a lot of the. I know, mm. well, I mean, I guess I can say something. It's not really a spoiler because it's it's it, it's a historical thing. So I'll just go ahead and say it. But I don't know. If, I mean, man, I'm I'm thinking it doesn't matter. It's a historical thing. It happens in real life, and it and it's based on real. Right. So I don't feel like I'm spoiling right. it. But um, one of the things that in boardwalk empire that leads to it is because in the film in the in the boardwalk empire uh, um uh, obviously you know the, vi- the villains the big villains in the film in the in the show are lucky luciano and Mary Lansky. and what happens in the show it it, it leads to lucky luciano creating the la cosa nostra i'm sure you're familiar with that right yeah oh yeah Who well in the show that's one of the that's one of the things that that it, it it one of the one of the final you know things in the show is at least at least to him creating La Cosa Nostra, which is which is that's a that when I saw that I was like this is a fucking great show because <laughs> it's it's I mean it's not it's something historical you know that's and and it just it added perfectly to the story and it's something that really happened and that's when I I thought of like you could do a lot of stories like this do a lot of stories like this where you show even if it's something you could like the show could have been based on Lucky Luciano, but it wasn't, it was based on another guy and it could, it could have been just as good. But the fact that they took a chance and like, let's make him the villain. Let's make him the bad guy. I, I saw that as ballsy. And I saw like, as long as the story is good, it doesn't matter who you make the hero or the villain. 
so that's that's what I got from that. And I think yeah. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna think about that more now that when writing like a script or something, you know, because um, it, it's it, a proof of that is fucking we want we all yeah. want to go see a Joker movie, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, there's a word. There's a word that you know your old stuffy English teachers used to throw at you. And I'm going to throw it at you now. Protagonist. And one thing I remember that I I remember one thing that was, it took me a few seconds to get. But when I first learned about this word was they said, look, your main character um, doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be good. They can be evil. The point is, is that your character is the protagonist, which means that that is the main character of the story or characters, and they have a goal they want to achieve, and there are things in the way of that goal. So any character can be made the star of their own story. It is challenging to get someone to root for some characters because they can be considered so odious, but at the same time you can always make it their story. So the Joker, although a villain, is the yeah. protagonist. Tony Soprano, although a villain, is the protagonist yep. of the story. By the way, how do you, um, um, how have you been liking that show? Yeah. Um I've act I've really enjoyed it so far. I'm still on episode five season one i'm I'm holding back on watching it yeah i think that was i want to ask you something about it before i watch it but i'll let you watch more episodes before Mm -hmm. i fucking dig into it because that's one of my next ones but i will tell you it is pretty it is pretty good um it is pretty good without without the sopranos we wouldn't have like the Sopranos was the first time, for, from what I can gather, that we've had an anti-hero as a protagonist on TV. Yeah. Before your heroes were usually straight-laced good guys, without any kind of shadows or anything. You know what I mean? There was no shadiness about them. Nothing. And then, um, somebody and he was likable. Had the idea that. And he was likable, Tony. Tony was likable, but but then something happens in the first season that made you go, "Oh!" And thanks to that, um, you have characters like Don Draper from Mad yeah. Men or Walter White from Breaking Bad. You know, you wouldn't have these complex, morally gray, sometimes dark protagonists if it weren't for yeah. Tony Soprano. And I can see it now watching through it. I'm like, oh, okay. I can see how this, you know what I mean? But this is probably the first time they asked America to root for a psychopath. Because <laughs> I, I, you know what I, I, I find interesting watching, man? I, I like watching, um, I just actually watched it the other day. It was an interview with Joe Bonanno, who's one of the, one of the big uh, mob bosses in the, in the sixties and seventies. And then the fucking Arizona's at thirties. And, uh, the whole interview was basically just, I mean, you know, the mob was like, they were seen as like terror, like, like, I guess how people see terrorists now, you know, like it just, and, and I don't know what it is, man. I just like watching old news 
specials like the 60 minutes from you know you know those old ones from way back in the days and it's interesting what what was demonizing like the mob was demonized back then and it's something interesting about watching that and then you know if you like you said when you're rooting for tony soprano like that was a game changer ass thing to watch on tv But it's 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 a unique kind of when you when you follow an anti-hero like that there's this unique thing that happens between the audience and the and and the and the and the character. And basically if you play it a certain way you root for the character but at the same time you start to kind of like you know either get disgusted at yourself for rooting for this character or you start to you start to like watch for the character's downfall because they become so awful. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like it it's an interesting way to play with the yeah. audience and expectations and you can even punish the audience for falling in love with TV and deviousness. So it's it's there's a lot to be said about these kinds of shows. They're not so clear. Now, I'm not gonna say that there aren't people at home who are rooting for Tony no matter how horrible he is. They're there's psychopaths watch yeah. TV too. Other monsters watch TV too. And probably, oh, Tony reminds yeah. me of my uncle. <laughs> from Jersey. In Jersey, he did the right thing there. Um, wish Tony was my mob boss. He knows what he's doing. But No, and you, you know, know what? That's a, um, that's... Uh, <laughs> this is another, another thing I know in watching, for example, uh, have you seen The Machinist? Did you ever see that one? No. Okay, I highly recommend that one. Uh, it's it's a Christian Bale film where he lost a lot of weight for, where he lost like he went crazy and it was right yeah, before that one. Right, begins, right? Batman Begins. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. He, had to he lost all the weight and had the ball right after because he was going to start filming that. Yeah. He looks man. It, he looks like a fucking corpse how much weight he lost and you know back to filmmaking and, and one of the things i i appreciated about that film and i really liked is it felt like a dream like it felt like it's you're in a dream it, 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 i just feel weird and i saw an interview with the director and he said the, the way he was able to make that because it's, ba- it's a movie based in america he filmed it in spain to give you that dream like like it looks familiar but it looks off <laughs> you know the roads everywhere it looks it just looks different but it looks familiar and he wanted to fuck with the audience that way and i thought that was genius because i remember like like what i wonder what i remember thinking where, where was this film like where was this film because it looks like america but not quite <laughs> you know um but what i was going to say is one of the things that happened while watching that film is you you can tell you know I, I without spoiling it for you for you guys, you can tell like who the bad guy is, and somehow you kind of want him to get away with it. Like you're not that you want him to get away with it, but you as an audience member are like oh come on let's see how much let's see let's see if you can make let's see if you can get away with it you know, and it gives it it adds to the suspense which. I don't know. I, I felt that with a couple of movies where, you know, the guy like that, that happened with another Christian Bell film, American Psycho. You know, he's the bad guy, but you're kind of like not hoping, but in a way, yeah, as a you put yourself in his shoes because you really get inside his head and you kind of hope he gets away with that shit. Or is that is that just me? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, I definitely get it. But we should definitely wrap things up. We've been going for about two hours now. Uh, so. You guys got any closing thoughts? I'm, I'm, I, uh, I enjoy this. I think we're we'll, we're gonna get better at this uh, pandemic episodes as time goes. We get more used to it. Ho- hopefully, we'll get uh, Gaspar on eventually. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get Gaspar on. I mean, quarantine. Yeah, if he could come back. Are you crazy? We couldn't get Gaspar to come to work before all this started. You want him to come to work after it's over? Come on, now. Good point. Anyways, I I think I think we'll have Gaspar back. We're just we we joke a lot, but uh, I don't know what it is. I'm gonna ask him if he really wants to come back on and. And uh, do a few episodes, update his iOS. We got to get a clear answer. We got to get a clear answer from you. Honestly, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I feel like we get Bono from U2 or, or, or Jay-Z and Beyonce on this podcast before <laughs> we get Gaspar. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We're going to find the cure of coronavirus before we fucking get Gaspar on, dude. That's actually Sean right now. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the voice party, everybody. Later. We are out. Later.